Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. Uh, Justin, uh, Longhorns had their second scrimmage on Saturday. Uh, Quinn Ewers named the, the starting quarterback for the Longhorns. Uh, Kelvin Banks on the mend, uh, expected back at practice uh, today. Um, a lot of things going on. You know, as Texas looks to get started into this season, really, uh, what are some of the main things you're looking for this week out of practice uh, from the Longhorns? Um, that's a good question. You know, um, <clears throat> I think after Saturday, talking to a couple people close to the program, uh, they were happy, not just that Quinn Ewers was named. I don't think they were particular over one or the other, to be honest. I think they were happy because now there's a calm in the in the locker room that the guy is named. And now we can move forward, um, you know, and, and that's that's a thing in, call, in, in in football. And so I think that was a big deal. I think that's why Sark was kind of anxious to get that name put out, to get that to get that starter named. Um, so I think for one from one standpoint, the team looks like they've shifted from one side of camp to the next because yesterday they started ULM install. And, and, and now it's not so much off season it's not so much spring ball it's not so much summer workouts we're talking about football and we're literally 11 days away and i think the players have this this anxiousness about them i think they're ready to get out there and play bobby i think they're ready to get last year off their mind and so what i'm looking for is to see kind of what this next week or two how they rearrange some guys because we know there's some injuries we know we know Cole Hudson's back. We know Calvin Banks is on the men. We know Johnny Barron's going to be a few days. We know um, there's a couple other ones that were that, that were chasing, and so I think they're they're trying to make sure they can get people in the right spots, know exactly what they're going to have when ULM comes to Austin in, in, in a week and a half. And right now is it's the funnest part. It's almost like building up to Christmas Eve for these guys because they do get. I mean, they literally get 13 Saturdays per year to prove all this stuff, to do, to, to, to do all these things. I'm looking to see how these lineups are looking, how the install is going, how the, the injuries are, you know, if these guys are going to be ready for ULM in a week and a half. And I'm, I'm, I'm just ready for football. And I know these guys are. And I know this is the first week where it, fe- it feels like the offseason's over and now it's football season. I, I agree with you. So I, I think you, put, you hit the nail on the head with one thing. Naming Quinn Ewers changes the the approach, right? It goes from being who's it going to be, who's it going to be, who's it going to be, to okay, let's go to work, right? right. Not that everybody wasn't already working, not that everybody right. wasn't. It's it just it's now now Jordan Whittington and Xavier Worthy know who it is, you know. Now they can work on. I mean, Xavier Worthy and and. Uh, Quinn Ewers can can do more together, and, and after practice, they can they can get that rhythm down and know that what they're working on is actually gonna gonna be part of a potential game, right? And the whole team can can start trying to figure that out. I mean, and I, and I'll say this: uh, how Hutchin Card and Quinn Ewers act in the pocket is somewhat different, right? Uh, Card's more likely to take off and run potentially than Ewers, right? And so now all of a sudden your offensive linemen have better understanding of where they need to be on, on an every down basis. And so I, I feel like, uh, 
I feel like that's that's just part of the process of camp. But that's the that's the level that we got to right in the last 48, 72 hours here after after Quinn being named. Um, you know, we talk about all of this stuff. Um, and I wrote uh, today this morning and I want to get your take on it. Just how young Texas is. Jerry Hamilton's written on it. Everybody's written on this topic. The Longhorns only have four guys that are third year or above on offense starting. Bijan Robinson, Jake Majors, Jordan Whittington, and I'm trying to come up with the oh Christian Jones. Christian Jones. Yeah, and you know Jones is getting pushed <laughs> by Cam Williams right now. That's a really really young offense. Um, Given that, what do you think are realistic expectations early in the season? Because I wanted to kind of expand on that and get somebody <laughs> else's take other than my own at this point. Yeah. Ready to revolutionize your customer experience? Then look no further than NICE, the global leader in cloud CX software for self-service and agent-assisted customer interactions. Imagine achieving lightning-fast customer resolutions all thanks to the power of unlimited scalability and flexibility of one complete cloud CX solution. With NICE's cutting-edge CX1 platform, you can join thousands of organizations around the globe who are already transforming customer experience in the cloud. Now that's a pretty good company, but NICE is more than just a robust cloud CX platform. Its dedication to continuous innovation ensures that you stay ahead of the competition. With NICE and CX1, it's never been easier to create exceptional customer experiences. Get started by visiting NICE.com. Explore the world's most complete cloud native customer experience platform, CX1. Visit NICE.com. NICE, cloud powered, CX at scale. You know, I'll give you mine, and, and I'll preface this with saying the fans' expectations are far going to be greater than anything you and I discuss. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about this last night when I was putting something together that we're going to post later today. You know, I've watched Quinn Ewers for almost five, over five, almost five years, I feel like it is. And it's the culmination of him, the recruitment, the, the transfer, the decommitment, all this. He's here. Now he's the starter. It feels like full circle to me. And so the expectations for fans are going to be through the roof. And, and you know, rightly so. You, you're putting some of the best offensive components on, on the field. I just feel like this thing is going to take some time, Bobby. Now, that being said, Bijan Robinson's going to ease a lot of that. He's going to he's going to help with a lot of that. Expectation for me for him is a 1,500-yard year. 15, 16, 17 touchdowns. That's an expectation for me because I think that's his expectation as well. And so that to me is realistic. How are you going to spread the ball out to these receivers? How are you going to divvy up the ball? Like in basketball, the terms, there's only one ball on the court. How are you going to divvy it up? Everybody needs their touches. Then you got Jatavian Sanders now, who Sark just cannot stop slobbering about. And for good reason. I mean, the dude's got, got freaking paws gloves for hands and, and and he's and he's playing well so there's an expectation attached to that you and I both know they should probably lower them a little bit because it's a young offensive line obviously Major and Jones they've got some experience but those other guys Cam Williams is pushing Christian Jones like he's trying to go out the door uh I mean so anytime you have the influx of youth like that on an offensive line there are going to be 
issues. It's just na- it's natural. And so how they respond to that, I think, is going to be big. I, I'm I, I'm trying to keep it a little more tempered for the offensive line. But like you said, you know, cards used to take it off sometimes. Quinn's going to sit back there a little bit longer, and that helps those guys. And so I think that's going to help the offensive line also because they know, all right, this is how we're going to roll out. So the expectations on offense, I, I think they're going to be more than anything you and I can describe. And I feel like once they hit OU in like that second half of the season, they need to be they need to rise up a little bit because that's 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 two months in addition to all this offseason the, the install. Remember, the coaches can help out in the summertime now. There was a lot more of that implemented this year, and so. Like I said, expectations are going to be for fans. I, I I can't imagine what those guys are thinking, especially with Quinn Ewers full circle, Bijan Robinson, the top Heisman candidate Texas has had since probably since Ricky uh, since Colt McCoy, um, and so yeah, they're going to be a little high. But I just with an offensive line that that's young, Bobby, I don't care how great and talented they are. There are going to be some hiccups. It's just natural. It's part of the game. And so, man, there's a lot of youth. You're going to see some flashes where we take, wow, okay, that's exactly what we what we thought was happening. Then you're going to see some screw ups, and you're going to think, oh, that's right, they're young, they're 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 new. I, you know, I even think about Xavier Worthy in this category, right? I mean, we're literally talking about a true sophomore. Now he doesn't play like it, right? No, Nineteen years old. I'm not, but I mean, he's still young, um, and, and so. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, he's little, and they're adding Brennan Thompson to that mix yeah. um, at receiver. And um, I, I do feel uh, that I want to go back to one thing we, we wrote on Inside Texas yesterday, InsideTexas.com. Uh, by the way, we're having a flash sale uh, at InsideTexas.com. If you're not a subscriber, uh, $1 for four months is kind of a ridiculous uh, offer uh, in this industry. And, and we've been doing that because it's it's been successful. And um, the people that are, are coming in are staying around, and we really appreciate that. Uh, but please give us a chance uh, there. Uh, but but I, we talk about offense, uh, and the defense is a little bit different, right? They're a little bit more experienced. Um, and, you know, we, we talked yesterday uh, in, on Inside Texas. Everyone was asked who was their top pick to be the most important player of the defense last year. Um, a lot of people put DeMarvian Overshone. I think that's – is that who you went with, right? You know, I, I, I had two. I struggled. Okay. I went Overshone or Byron Murphy, but, okay. I, but I went Overshone just and, because of the seniority and the position. And I think that that – I do think that that was common across everybody. That was pretty much – I put Tavondre Sweat simply because I felt like Sweat uh, – I thought Murphy and over, Murphy in particular is more of a known commodity, so not I, I I assumed his importance if that makes sense, and went with Sweat because I think he helps he helps elevate them if if they're going to be a really good defense, right? So take it for what it's worth. I mean, I, I think that we all took, had different takes on that, but you talk about those guys, right? And the players, they're all a little bit older, with the exception of Murphy. And so it's different on defense than it is on offense. Yes. Um, some people mentioned Diamante Tucker Dorsey. Um, and I think that they may be right there because if he's the guy that finds the ball, because that's really what they've needed at linebacker. They need a guy that finds the ball no matter where it's at. They need 
the Texas defense needs their Malcolm Rodriguez. The oh. o- you know what I mean? The Oklahoma yeah, State. No, I call it the Gary Johnson factor. Yeah, yeah. Just find – they need that guy that just finds the football, stops the, stops the 20 yard, stops the run from being 20 yards and makes it seven or eight or makes it four or five or whatever the number is. Right. Um, and so I can see his his take there. Uh, you know, another name that I don't think came up is Jaron Thompson. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. And I feel like his ability uh, to make the calls in the secondary, uh, to add some uh, experience back there, he's an important guy too because he goes down all of a sudden. Who's making the calls in the secondary? It's not Anthony Cook. No. And it's not going to be Keaton Crawford. So He's the smartest guy on that side of the ball, Jaron. Yeah, right. And so – He's an important player, and but again, he also has experience, right? Yeah. And so I'm I'm thinking of all these guys and trying to walk through it in my in my head, and I, I feel like, but for that reason, I feel like the defense may actually surprise some people, particularly early in the year when they haven't, um, when they haven't been necessarily. There's no not as many injuries. They're not dinged up. They're not dealing with with a, a, a lot of uh, turmoil, per se. Uh, you, do you tend to agree with that, or are you just so sour on the defense from a year ago that you're like, prove it to me before I say anything? Well, I, I did agree with you until you threw out that last caveat. Um, <laughs> you know what, Bobby? The defense, to me, has a reasonable expectation. You know why? That's the side of the ball with everyone has something to prove. And in this, in, in this, at this level, and being in the game a few years in, in the college level, these guys have one dream. You and I both know it. They want to play in the league. They want to play on Sundays. If they want to, there's about a half a dozen guys that are going to be starting in the Texas defense this fall that have NFL aspirations that have a possibility of making that jump. If they want to make it, they got something to prove. And when you line up enough of those guys on one side that have something to prove, and then you inject a Diamante Tucker Dorsey, who we've written about ad nauseum, it's not just that he's a great young, a great player, and, and he's great for the locker room. He's mature. He's he's helping out other linebackers. Even when he's running with the twos, he's helping the ones. He's got because he knows he's got something to prove. Devondre Sweat, when when we uh, wrote that yesterday. I read your section and I thought, I don't, I don't know about sweat. And then I started thinking about it. Name a guy that has more to prove. I mean, really. I mean, the guy comes in, not not as Harold as some of the other ones, but but grew and grew and made plays and made plays. We saw these flashes. Then we see him, you know, you know, hit a, hit a skid. We see more flashes, and then he would, you know, get tired and run out of, you know, run out of energy, run out of motor. And so I think that side of the ball, those expectations are, are reasonable. And I, and I agree with what you're saying because that group has something to prove. You know, Jaron Thompson, <laughs> I love Jaron. And it's because of the way he thinks. He never 
you know, at Inside Texas, we have this biggest joke. Don't take so-and-so for granted. Don't take this recruit for granted. Don't take Byron Murphy, which I was about to tell you, for granted. You know, little things like that. Jared Thompson wakes up every morning knowing Texas is recruiting a guy over me. Texas wants Keaton Crawford to take my job. You know, J.D. Coffey, Texas has been working with him extra. They want him there. B.J. Allen's making some. He knows it's a meritocracy, and he approaches life that way. And so he's got something to prove. He knows he wants something. He knows he can play it, you know, at the highest level possible. And like you said, they have experience. And that's the thing I think is going to benefit a lot of them. Uh, Deshaun Jameson, tons of snaps. Ryan Watts, not as many. But definitely a guy that's been in in the in the war, you know, you know, playing a little bit in the Big Ten with Ohio State. Jameer Johnson is a guy that's he's he's one of the younger ones that we're that you hope kind of takes that next step. Um, but I mean, Demarvion Overshone, if he creates a pass rush, Bobby, there's not a more important player on the defense. I'm telling you right now, if he creates a pass rush, because that's the one thing. If I'm sour, and you said it. Texas fans may be sour about this defense. If I'm sour, it's because there's no pass rush. And if you don't get to the quarterback in the Big 12, they're just going to sit back there and pick you apart. And so, yeah, I, I like that. I agree with you with the expectation on that side. I, I think there's there, there's a buildup there. I think it's actually better uh, than on the offensive side because, like you said, all the youth is on the offense, all the veterans on the defense, and there is nothing – stronger as a as a as a reminder than proving somebody wrong and that group has a whole bunch of guys that want to prove people wrong you know as you're talking about um you were talking about guys that we take for granted um and yes. not do that yeah <laughs> maybe one of the biggest ones and, and this is something i just I literally just came into my mind as you were saying that one of the guys that i think that that we at at inside Texas and Texas fans have because we, he did not play well last year uh, in his first real year of, of extended playing time. Um, but is apparently, you know, someone that the coaches are relying on heavily this year is Ovia Gufu. I mean, we haven't mentioned him much in this preseason. I don't, I mean, maybe he's made, we've heard about him making a play here or there in a scrimmage, etc. But we also haven't heard him of him coming off the field. Right. Yeah. And so he could be a glue guy for this defense as well as a playmaker in certain instances. Right. I mean, tell me someone with more to prove than Ovio Gufu. Tell me one. Deshaun Jameson. Deshaun Jameson. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You, I'll get the, let me get the list. I'm going to get a note bad and make a list. I mean, that's exactly what it goes into what we're talking about. You can't take those guys for granted. You're right. Yeah. I, I feel like he's got that, that ability, um, Justin. That, and he's bigger. We yeah. saw him to a media days. He's starting to fill out a little bit more. I don't know about that 245, but he's definitely been eating some pancakes with the O lineman. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, uh, we met, you mentioned the pancake, uh, the pancake factory uh, started uh, last week, a week before last now. Uh, and uh, the that is going uh, strong. I think they're getting ready to do their uh, first event uh, in the next couple of weeks here. And so that should be fun for folks if, if you're following. Uh, the NIL efforts of the Longhorns. Hey, hey, Justin, going back to Texas and uh, really talking about the team uh, today before I let you go. Um, we mentioned at the outset the Quinn Ewers decision. Um, we've mentioned 
that Kelvin Banks is the, the starter at left tackle. It looks like Cole Hudson's going to start at guard. Um, Ethan Burke uh, at is going to get some time rushing the passer, it looks like. Uh, and then you have Jalen Gilbo, Brennan Thompson, just the number of, of early looks that these guys are getting in general. Um, and then, you know, I know you're covering recruiting like a hawk right now. Um, and so, and have been. How, how is that meshing? How are the two classes, the, the 2022 class and the 2023 class, based on what we've seen in scrimmage uh, or in open practice, excuse me, uh, and what we're hearing behind the scenes, how are those two things mixing in together uh, based on what you know? Like I'm, I talked to Jerry a little bit. I feel like the linebackers have something that we still that we still need to see more of. But every other position looks pretty darn good to me. You know, it, it's interesting. Before social media, there were no mixing of classes. That, that, that You didn't know the other guy. If you did, it was from a, a an all-star game, a camp, you know, something like that. And today, you know, I remember Jeff Trailer used to tell me the best way to keep a class together is to have the members talk to each other on a regular basis, reach out to each other, check in on each other, because they are essentially going to make sure those 25 get there or the, the, the most important 25 that bought in. And, and so it's interesting, you know, you wouldn't think there would be much overlap, but, you know, look at Darian Gallette. They nabbed one of the best edge backers in, in the nation out of, out of TIG, Texas. And Derek Brown had a lot to do with that recruitment. That's a 2022 guy that's trying to learn the Sam position while also, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, being a being a de facto recruiter on the side. And so I think what you're seeing with the 2022 guys playing, potentially playing early, and, and I want to go back to the spring when – they brought Arch, and they brought a handful of recruits and a ton of offensive linemen. Those guys kind of saw what they they thought they wanted to know. They saw, okay, I've got, you know, Cam Williams, the first thing he told me was, man, I wish I'd have enrolled early. I'd have that job right now if I'd enrolled early. And so there's they're, they're, they're hungry. And so I think the 23 guys that are that are close with those 2022 guys, they see that. And, and they understand when they see them playing, Everything this, this this staff, everything Sark and these guys have told the 2023 guys about having the opportunity to play early, and in some cases probably a necessity to play early, like a, a Kelvin Banks, like a Cole Hudson, you know, guys like that. It, that just proves his authenticity. It proves he's an honest guy. It, it's it shows he's doing what he's saying. And to me, I think that's the biggest factor. It, it we will really, you know what. This, this, you know, Texas has a top five class already. Top quarterback, top running back, ton of talent. Wait until they score a ton of points. Wait until <laughs> they, 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 they start stacking a few games where they just start scoring. When Quinn Ewers shows what we've seen since eighth grade, you know, he starts doing what he does. When Bijan does his thing, Cedric Baxter can't wait to get on campus. Connor Stroh can't wait. To get on campus, we were asked a question uh, for the on Texas football listeners. We were asked a question last week about early enrollees. I wanted to make sure and remind you, Connor Stroh is an early enrollee. Uh, that, that was somebody, somebody had mentioned that to me, and I want to make sure we had that clear. And we've also uh, updated that on the, the prospect thread at InsideTexas.com. Come see us. It's a great time every day. But, yeah, I, I don't 
it's funny because there's not a, over, a lot of overlap, but some of those 2022 guys are still recruiting the 2023s. Heck, you got Aaron Hampton at Dangerfield that's recruiting some of the 2023s and 2024s. Him and Jalen Hell have become really close. And so it, it's a nice mixture because I think with this, this youth infusement, it's just Sark is proving to be authentic. Sark is proving that, look, he wants his guys, and he's telling guys that, look, I'm, I'm looking for my guys. I need my group. I need the dudes that can fit what I what I run. Choosing Quinn Ewers is the epitome of that decision. I was just gonna go safe, but he wants to do he wants to extend the field. You know that. And he went with Quinn. I think that is gonna be magnified over the course of the year with these recruits. I was talking to a a, a donor, a big a Texas fan uh earlier today, and um we both hit on the fact that we feel like Steve Sarkeesian comes off as a, as authentic, as a very real person. And I think that's, that's meaningful long-term because uh, you know, it's one thing to be able to get a guy into your program, kind of recruit him and salesman him up, you know, and get him going. It's another thing to be able to hold on to him and build them for the long-term and the guys that are, are authentic, that tends to happen a little bit more often with, right? Because uh, those guys, uh, are more likely, I think, to build a team over time as opposed to just one hit wonders. So that's how you have a culture, Bobby. That's yeah. I mean, we use that word a lot, but it's not there's not a more important word in sports. And that's how you build one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right. Hey Justin, we gotta go. Uh, we've got other things we gotta get yes, doing today on insidetexas.com. Uh please join us there. Uh and thank you for listening again to On Texas Football. For Justin Wells, I'm Bobby Burton, and we'll see you next time.